Thanks for downloading this episode of the Nerdball Podcast. Nerdball Podcast is brought to you by, I guess, whatever I want it to be brought to you by because I'm in my basement. Uh, Fort Meg's CrossFit. Uh, still, I was just in touch with the owner yesterday. So I'm not doing stuff there still, again, because football season, it's hard to get there, get get stuff set up, editing, all that kind of stuff. But if you are interested in what they have to offer, check out fortmegscrossfit.com. Um, always uh, supporting Real JP Multimedia. He was a big reason this podcast was able to get started. We originally recorded in his studio. So that's uh, so thanks to Jake for allowing me to do that. Check everything out at realjp.com. That my guest today uh, talks about her time on a jury for a case that took about a week long that just wrapped up. It was cool. It was interesting to learn all procedural stuff. Uh, also, she was super excited to be on this jury, which maybe some people would question that. Um, but she had a good time. I had a good time listening to it. Uh, so uh, uh, it's not, uh, I guess the movie, movies and TV, there are a lot of similarities. Um, but not uh, it's not all expected. They're not all what you thought it was going to be. So uh, give it a listen. Let me know what you think. I am Amanda Poluski, and this is the Nerdball Podcast. This is the Nerdball Podcast with Lorenzo Melcher. Awesome. Thanks, Amanda, for coming on the podcast. Uh, thanks of for course. people for downloading the podcast um, real quick at the top uh, the podcast. I think, I think Amanda, you are my 179th episode. Um, I'm getting close to 200. I don't know what I'm going to do special for 200. I feel like I have to do something besides just interview someone. I totally skipped yeah. like 100 and 150 and I didn't really acknowledge it. So I got well, to do something for two then. I know. I know. So I got to, I got to figure that out. It's right around if everything stays right. And I do two episodes per week. I think the 200th episode would be like the Thursday before our reunion. Um, oh, so, that's fun. I don't know. I got I to gotta figure something out for that. But anyway, um, please like, sh- share, subscribe, review. Is there, whenever, Amanda, I have trouble saying that, that, that phrase. Uh, I feel like there's a certain order that people put that in when they say all those things. And I mess it up or I say it weird. And it does never sounds right to me. What sounds think- right to you? um like download and share yeah like download share what if i, I don't, I don't like, like you don't like subscribe oh subscribe yeah yeah see i don't do this so i don't know <laughs> i know but every time i i hear other people say it and it sounds like really good and then i say it i'm like i either i'm missing something or i'm putting the words out of order and they don't appear good to my ears i don't know you've just you've just got to find your own way that's actually (laughs) things that don't sound good to your own ears there's actually um like an actual term for that i don't know what it is okay but it's it's the way that language is supposed to flow yeah like the natural flow of things yeah that's why it's like a large red dog instead of a red large dog yeah oh you know i remember listening to something like that too about that yes yeah yeah. yeah, where it just sounds so unnatural if you do it the wrong way. It's something to do with like the subject and verbs and adjectives and <laughs> beyond. Uh, it's beyond the scope of my knowledge at nine oh nine. That's, <laughs> that's all right. Also, I was having issues with my contacts this morning. I have astigmatism, so I have a little weight on the bottom of my contact, and sometimes it takes a while for it to like catch where it's supposed to be. 
usually it's only like one this morning it was both of them and if they're not sitting right it's, everything's just a little bit blurry so yeah. i had to like keep rubbing my eyes to get these things to set and then finally they're right before the podcast started they both they both caught where they're supposed to catch so <laughs> i i have astigmatism in one of my eyes i couldn't tell you which because i refuse to wear the contact for astigmatism because what? it never sat it oh, never no. sat right and everything felt blurry so yeah. my whole world was was all off whenever i uh whenever i wore them the cool thing uh is when i put them in at work or for work in the morning and one eye isn't working properly and like then lights look like bursts of light as i'm trying to drive to work at night or not at night but before the sun's up so that's, <laughs> that's something cool. that's dangerous <laughs> i wouldn't only, recommend that it's only one I just drive with one eye open and hopefully hopefully it sets in so you hope for the best <laughs> uh yeah, so <clears throat> no no i like i said I'm, I'm glad it i'm glad it uh worked itself out um me too so normally I ask people uh, what they nerd out about, but uh, you're on here for something very specific that we talked about yesterday. And as as my as the past few months have gone, you are the you are continuing the run of oh, do you want to podcast tomorrow or hey, can you podcast tonight? Uh, guests. So, but it worked out perfectly. And uh, okay. you're, on here, you're on here for a super specific reason. And let tell everyone which what uh, what we talked about yesterday. Um, I am here and I guess this would also be my, my thing that I've nerded out over. Yeah. Um, I was on, I was on a jury last week that went to trial and all the way through deliberation and verdict in yeah. Wood County. So, so this is, most people are like, oh my gosh, you had to actually do it. Cause people like, I think it's like a thing you're used to seeing people on TV, like try to get out of jury duty or, or anything like that. I, yeah. I I want to do it like because I've never done it and now that I say it I'll probably get a letter in the mail but like I, I so. like I think it'd be a cool thing to do um I had a friend of mine Very at cool. work yeah I had a friend of mine at work that had to do it but he he was on a grand jury so they listened to a bunch of different things all week and then they had to take like a tour of the jail or something but he it wasn't like a regular like what you would think jury duty yeah, um, the grand jury is actually what usually starts the criminal cases. You have to have enough for an indictment. You have to be indicted on a criminal charge. And that can only be done when a grand jury is seated. And I know it's different, you know, probably state to state, county to county. But that's how the case that I was on the jury for initiated, like way back in, I think... I'm looking over here on my other screen with all oh. some details here. Um <laughs> That initiated a direct a direct indictment was initiated in February of 2021. Oh wow! And it just went to trial, you know, last week. Yeah, which was it started on um, the seventh of August. So, so when when did you get when did you get your letter in the mail saying, "Hey, this is what you got. This is what you're doing." Um, in July, and okay. it, they send it out, and it's now like. You have to you have to answer some questions, preliminary questions with updating your contact information, your email address, opting into text, because now the court will also text you <laughs> if the case is going forward or not. They will email you. Um, so I you know, got online and filled out all of my updated information, which was current because I update voter registration and that's where they pull oh, this yeah. from. Um, and then you just sort of sit and wait until you get a summons in the mail. 
And I got an email like two weeks later that I had a summons that was mailed because now like USPS will send you like images of your summons uh-huh. or of your mail that's coming that day. I don't know if, if you guys have no. that at, at your house, but <laughs> when we moved into the house that we're currently in, that was one of the like fancy new features. Like every, every day or every time yeah. you get mail? Yeah, every, every day I get like a summary of the mail unless it's not imaged. So when I got this text notification wow. that my summons was issued, I was like, oh, so I'm like checking my email for the mail yeah. to see, you know, when I was going to have to report, whose courtroom. <laughs> checking, checking my email for the mail. <laughs> yes. And it had been, it had been a week and I was like, I'm still not getting it. And then I finally got it and I was to report um, on the 7th at 9 a.m. Had to be there and be ready. This whole time, are you like excited? Oh yeah! As soon as I, <laughs> as soon as I got the first, as soon as I got like the first little card in the mail, I was, I was texting like anybody that I've ever told that I wanted to do jury duty because it's been so long since I got one of those summons cards yeah. that I was just, I was, I'm thrilled. Like I think the last one I got is when I was still living with my parents. <laughs> okay. And and it's been a significant amount of time since then. <laughs> but I've known other people that have gotten their summons. And I'm like, ah, oh. like even in like some people get them in like every other year and they but they never have to go forward yeah. to trial. Yeah. So, you know, you have to either call the number the night before to see if the trial is still going forward. Or again, with the texts and the emails, they will let you know. And I was just so excited. I was I was checking. I called a couple times over the weekend. Yeah, it's like you you ordered this package and you just can't wait to get it. <laughs> that's exactly that's exactly what this was for me because this is something that I've wanted to do forever. I, I wonder I wonder if they thought like uh, like um, I don't think we should pick her because she's like seems too excited to be on jury duty. <laughs> now I I did not show my excitement while I was there. Yeah. So there is there is that. The whole time you're my, just like, can you believe where this is awesome? On the inside, that's <laughs> what I was doing. Because it's been, I haven't been in a courtroom since I interned with some attorneys back in I think 2009. Mm-hmm. Okay. Maybe, maybe 2010. I no, 2000 and 2010. Yeah. Um because, I mean, I don't break the law, so like I don't have the opportunity to see the inside of a courtroom from in front of the bar. Mm-hmm. So it was... All right. So so you get uh, you get your special package. You're ready to go. Yes. Um, when you get there the first day, do you... When you get there the first day, because I'm just basing all my knowledge on TV and movies. Um, from my understanding, yeah. uh, is there always alternate alternate jurors? Yes, but before there are even alternate <coughs> jurors, there's a jury pool. Oh yeah, giant pool, right? Yeah. So when I got in and I, you know, signed my name or initialed my name that I had shown up and they handed me $40. <laughs> like all I had to do was walk into the court into the courthouse, go through security, sign next to my name, and they gave me $40 just for showing up that day. Yeah. Because that's that's the current um, daily juror fee in Wood County. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, what a good day. Like I would have done this for free. <laughs> so I'm sitting 
you know, I'm sitting in like an atrium in the Wood County courthouse with yeah. a bunch of other people. You know, I'm sort of like scoping out my my competition. <laughs> <laughs> and <laughs> waiting for the action, waiting for the action to happen. So we were sitting there for about an hour before um, someone that that runs either the courtroom or the jury portion of trials she came out and called half of our names and half of us went up and stood in line outside of the jury room and then they called the other half and they followed up and I think all in all there were between 40 and 50 people okay and we went and that was we were on our way to Wadir, which is in which is French for to speak the truth. Uh-huh. And it's basically when you go into the courtroom and the judge addresses you and asks you questions to try to weed out any mm. problematic people, people that may be biased without knowing it. Um, he reads off the charges that the defendant is alleged to have committed just in case, because then there's a question like, have any of you been a victim of this kind of crime? Do oh, you know yeah. anybody that has been a victim of this kind of crime? And you know, you have to raise your hand and because you're all sort of under oath at the time to tell the truth yep. to the judge that is asking you these questions. <laughs> and there are so many questions. It's such a long process. As as you're hearing other questions or people answer questions, are you like, all right, if you, if you ask me this, this is how I'm going to do it. Or if the judge yeah. asks me this, this is... <laughs> I was like, okay, this is how much detail this person went into. So if a question applies to me, this is how much detail I should go into. And do they like strike them right away? Because I, I I listen to podcasts where I know in certain states, like each side, each side of lawyers says, no, nope, we don't want that person. But you only get to do it so many times. Right. Each each side has a certain number of challenges for no cause whatsoever. Like, yeah, you might not like. As, as an attorney, you might not like someone's shirt and you'd be like, I don't want them on the jury. Um, but this, none of that was done while we were in the room. So okay. the judge asked us the questions. And then once the judge asked, it was turned over to counsel for the plaintiff and counsel for the defendant. Mm-hmm. And I guess the plaintiff is just the state of Ohio in this matter. Yeah. Okay. Um, Cause it's criminal. And they asked, you know, more targeted questions because that form that we filled out listed some information about us, like where we worked, what we did for a living, mm-hmm. just just basic demographics. And they get all those sheets of paper. So you can see them like flipping through all these pieces <laughs> of paper as people are answering questions so they can take their notes. And yeah. they also had like a spreadsheet of all, we were all in a specific order because we were all assigned like, a, a reporting number, I think, mm-hmm. so that if they didn't catch our name, they still knew based on where we were seated, where we were on this map. So you, I saw a couple people get like crossed out. <laughs> I was like, oh, I hope that wasn't me, but I'm like, <laughs> I didn't talk. So I'm trying to be as as neutral and calm and chill as I possibly can be, and that's hard for me when I'm excited. <laughs> so. Yes, I've watched you. Uh... Why you watch a Bills game? I'm yes. well aware. Yeah. <laughs> so once once Wadir was completed, the judge told us, "Hey, you can't discuss the case with anybody. You can't post on social media. Don't do any of that. Like you're going to go back into the juror room. 
um, you know, use the restroom, grab a snack while we sort of deliberate over the choices. And so then behind closed doors, it was only the judge and counsel that was privy to the actual jury selection. Okay. So we're all just standing there milling about because there's a lot of us and the yeah. jury room can only comfortably seat, you know, I think maybe 20 people and there was <laughs> at least double that. So I'm just like standing up against uh, like what would be a closet if there was a door, but a coat rack. And I'm just like, my head's just resting on it. And I'm like, okay, like, let's do this. <laughs> and so then you see the, the the woman that's in charge of all of this, she comes out and she's like if i call your name step forward now now i would wait you for for you to get to this point because i know like when you watch any like singing competitions or anything like that and, and like mary scott talent or or, or uh american american idol or anything and they bring groups of people like right away from we're watching you're like oh they didn't if this person's in this group then the whole group's out so like are, is any of that in your mind where you're like where you're kind of like like lined people up to be like, oh, I don't think that person made it. So I'm hopefully, hopefully I'm not in their group of people. Um, unfortunately, I didn't know who these people were. Like, mm. I didn't know everybody's name. There was, there was only the people that were like in my immediate area okay. that like my mind recognized. Um, and they were only using our first names, which was also very weird, but I don't think there were any repeats. And if there were, they threw out a last name, but they were getting to the very end of the list. So out of this 40 to 50 people, they were selecting 12 jurors and two alternates. Okay. So there was 14 people out of this list. And I think that they called me like 11th. Like did and I so did you did you know like hey the people they're calling these are going to be the jurors or you still didn't know like what this group meant? I still didn't know what this group meant. Okay, okay. But when they when she stopped it, a couple people after me, and she said, you know, you've all been selected. The rest of you, you know, can grab your things and we'll walk you out. I was like, oh, I made it <laughs> here. I'd imagine there's you on that side and there's other people also on the jury like, gosh, dang it. I know I do not want to be here. Oh yeah. It was me. Like I, <laughs> there was one, there was one juror that during voir dire, you know, they ask if you have anything going on in your life that may um, get in the way of you being on this jury. Cause they had anticipated five days for trial. Yeah. And one of the women, she's a stay at home mom. And she said that right before before any of this like in the voir dire when the judge was talking and she was like well I have you know a kid that's both have two kids under three and I'm a stay-at-home mom I'm their primary caretaker then the next question of course was well can you are you able to you know find alternate child care and she's like well yeah and the judge was like well would that be a financial hardship and she was like no I'm like, why did you, you didn't want to be here. Yeah. You should, said, you should have said yes. And then you would have, they would have gotten yeah. rid of you because yeah. it, because that's a, that's a valid reason not to serve on a, on a jury, a financial so she, hardship. So she was picked. So she was picked. She was on the jury. <laughs> um, But it was just, and so for her, when her name was called, I was like, oh, 
she was she was i think the first name called oh man oh yeah <laughs> and i was just like oh but again they're they're trying in this jury selection to get you know a jury of peers they're trying yeah. to get it as as diverse as they possibly can when you're pulling all of these jurors from wood county ohio yeah it's, yeah. it's not the most diverse group of voters here yep oh you kind of have to get what you you kind of get what you get yeah yeah so and, uh, uh so after so after this process um how do they decide or is it decided already who the alternates are going to be so you don't know the entire time you're sitting on that jury that you are an alternate juror oh so the whole like the whole trial the whole time the whole trial oh. you, you sit through because i don't know if it's like this everywhere but you have to think about it if you know that you're an alternate and you know that you're not going to get to deliberate are you going to pay as much attention you're right yep yep and so that's, good. that's a good we, way to do it though so we didn't know who the alternates were until the end of closing arguments both sides had rested their you know rested their cases there was nothing more to be done other than to deliberate so in, in this in this case the only juror for sure the the only juror for sure that they know they're not the alternate is is the foreman or no even... there is not a foreman until they've eliminated the alternates and oh you so it's are, not till the end it's not till the end oh. yeah okay yeah. okay okay so it's that's so pretty it's cool like, so anybody could go home as the alternate at any, you know at the uh, end of it and you don't know that it's it's all very procedural yeah and they do that to ensure you know a fair trial and impartial yeah. jury and it was it was it was really cool <laughs> <laughs> it was it was very nerve it was very nerve-wracking that last that last day so just just this past friday when it was time to announced the alternates and the judges you know we were all in the room before and we were talking about like oh i wonder who's going to be the alternate i wonder who's going home and one guy was right he was like he's like he's just sitting there and he's very deadpan and he was very funny and i enjoyed his his presence but he's he said he's like i'm going home and he was right so when when the judge said you know juror blah 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 and juror blah 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 you know you two were randomly selected as yeah. the alternates and you are free to leave so they while court is essentially in session they had to get up from the jury box and walk out they had to get their they had to get their things from the jury room and then they were walked out yeah and then the rest wow. of us were, were given some of our some additional instructions for the del deliberation and then we were dismissed to the jury room for right. those deliberations. so let's let's back up to the the first yeah. day of actual trial first of all um i would imagine because i know you i feel like you went through multiple pages of paper and multiple just taking notes after note after note uh but uh what the first day is there any part of i know like you're excited to be there and, and but is there any part of this is that is boring like, cause there's, you're there for five days. Yes. Um, and no, it, it's a different kind of boring. Like 
you know, waiting in line at Cedar Point to ride a roller coaster. The line part is boring, but you'll gladly sit through or stand through that yeah. to get to the good stuff. And again, trial and the courtroom have always just fascinated me. So I just, I thought it was a huge privilege just to be a part of it. So I tried to embrace all of it. So I was never really bored. Okay. I was just sitting there, you know, judging the people that were making me bored. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Did any... uh... Did any did it come up, or I guess I guess they didn't see an issue if it did come up. The fact that you are a paralegal. Uh, so yes, um, one of the questions during voir that the judge asked. This is so funny for me. It's not going to be funny for anybody else, but that's fine. <laughs> he right. was like, he was like, you know, has anybody know anybody that works as a lawyer that works in the court system that is an attorney that works in a law office and you know a few hands go up because it's really hard to not know somebody yeah, yeah. in some capacity yeah, the, the phrasing of that question leads to should be multiple hands going up exactly and that's what they're trying to do they're trying to phrase all the questions in a way that just gets to all this information yeah so you know i raise my hand and and eventually like the judge calls on me and i'm just like don't forget don't forget where you work and he's like you know what is what is your connection to a a law firm or an attorney or whatever and I was like well I I'm an intellectual property assistant at Shoemaker Loop and Kendrick and he's like and what does that mean I was like I you know I work for patent and trademark attorneys and he looks me in the eye and he goes Doug Miller (laughs) and i was like yep and then we had like a little chuckle because of course doug knows everybody and that's your that's your boss right yeah and everybody knows doug yeah so so i was just like i'm sitting there and i'm like oh my gosh if doug is the reason that i don't get picked for this (laughs) because you know there's one degree of separation from the judge but thankfully you know here i am and then i was like well how deep do i have to go into my legal history because you know i worked for attorneys prior to working at shoemaker yeah and and i came from bigger firm prior to that so i was just like i don't know i answered the question that was my connection and i (laughs) figured and i figured if anybody wanted to know further you know you don't just start working in intellectual property you know that's not where people normally yeah start their their you know legal assisting careers well you answered the question and like you said if they were like all right and prior to that would you you know if they asked that exactly but they didn't and so you know i've always been told you know don't offer information no in a legal setting you answer the question that was asked you don't want to overshare and sometimes you don't even do that so right (laughs) in that case you had to quit yeah can you can you can you Plead the fifth and and jury selection. Can you just not answer questions? I have no idea. Nobody did. Yeah, because be, yeah. you can't. Down. I mean, you you can when you're like when you're on the stand, right? You say I I plead the fifth, mm-hmm. right? I wonder if you could just do that because then you're not like if you don't want to be there, you're not necessarily making something up or trying to act weird or or lying. You're just saying right. I I refuse to answer. Yeah. Interesting. Mm. That's interesting. I'm gonna. Yeah. I, I I wrote it down. I'm gonna. I'm gonna research it. 
Nice. All right. All right. I've been doing I've been doing a lot of researching since since Friday because I was prohibited from researching <laughs> anything about the case once I was, you know, selected to be on the jury. Do they take your devices away? Well, well, they, I guess you you don't get put up anywhere though, do you? You just go home. You go home. Well, see, yeah. the thing is, is, is depending on the type of case that it is, not all juries are sequestered. Yeah. Okay. So like if there's, if there's a reason and I don't know what that would be, but there, there have been instances where juries are sequestered and they, you know, they get told to go home, pack a bag yeah, and then they take them to, you know, a hotel and keep them there until the end of the trial. But that was not the case yeah. here. Uh, um, but they did. Yeah. Yeah. They Go did ahead. eventually take our devices away from us mm-hmm. during deliberations. They came in with a a big bowl. And they said, all right, this is for your phones. A bowl and of anything, phones. <laughs> and anything that you have on you that can connect to the internet or oh, wow. connect to the outside world. <laughs> wow. So we you're going through trial. Uh, is there a, uh, first of all, can you t- say what, what this case was? I can now, and it was the state of Ohio versus Linda Green. And it was a case that involved felony counts of tampering with records, prohibited acts and practices for charities, and theft. So. All right, all right. So uh, as you're going through this trial, um, you know, you're there for five days. Are there times, uh, and, and I don't know, I'm assuming you, you're keeping notes and you're like, uh, oh, this is, oh, maybe she's guilty. Oh, maybe she's not. Like the whole time you're like probably thinking like that, I would imagine, right? Or are you just taking information in and just letting that go until the end? Um, It's really hard not, as, as a human, not to make a snap judgment about a person. Yeah. So, you know, as you listen to, all of the evidence and the witnesses that are put on the stand, you know, to enter that evidence, it's hard not to form an opinion. So you can have like a personal opinion, but you try not to let that reflect the facts Mm -hmm. because feelings aren't facts. So it's, it's hard to separate once you're finally in that situation but as you hear from more witnesses and learn more about the goings on when you're there, yeah, that's the information that you have to judge with. You have, you know, you have the prosecution who has the burden of proof. So it's the prosecution side that has to prove to you, the juror, beyond a reasonable doubt that the defendant is guilty of what she was charged with. Mm-hmm. The defense is not mm-hmm. obligated which I think is crazy. The defense is not obligated to provide a defense. They could m- almost not say a single word and just leave it all to the prosecution. Yeah, because it's it's that thing like uh, innocent until proven guilty. So the prosecution, right. is that's their job is to prove that yeah. this person was guilty. Yeah, like the defense team and the defendant could just, you know, kick back in their chairs and sit there and let the whole thing play out mm-hmm. and not not say a word mm-hmm. um it's not a very good defense but it's definitely not a very good defense <laughs> and i don't think that the defense what they did do i don't think it was nearly adequate enough 
Mm. Um, and I thought the, the prosecution did a fantastic job of presenting the case in a way that was easy to understand. And it's like, well, here, we're laying it all out. Here's what she was alleged to have done. Here's evidence that backs up, you know, that claim. Here's some more evidence. Here's some more evidence. <laughs> and once the once the prosecution rested, then the case was all for, you know, the defense. And some of the witnesses that the defense team called may as well have been prosecution witnesses. They did. Jeez. They did it like they did a terrible job. A very terrible job. I was just like, at one point, they had uh, Miss Green and her charity's accountant on the witness stand. And he did such a bad job. I feel like he was afraid to answer some questions because they would maybe, you know, make him liable for, uh... you know, action because he didn't do a good job. But you know, that it is what it is, but like, I would have never put these people on because as soon as then the prosecution had a cross-examination, they buried him. That Yeah. And these witnesses, it's not like they're surprised they're getting called. Like they, no. they know they're, and they talked to them prior to like, all right, here's what's going to happen. Here's yeah. what we're going to do. And so you, to be a bad witness is pretty bad. You should never put anybody on the stand if you don't know what they're going to say, <laughs> you should never ask a question that you don't already know the answer to. Yeah. Like, I feel like that's like lawyering 101, but apparently, apparently not. Yeah. Um, and, you know, that's they, they had they had garbage, I think, to work with. Like there was there was bad record keeping. There was bad everything there was bad everything <laughs> it just it just didn't work out it i know that there were well i didn't know at the time but i know now from doing my my research that they they turned down some plea bargains oh and okay. and everything and they definitely shouldn't have done that and i guess i should say you know i can talk about this now i was released from any kind of um rule to not talk about it um, and then we did, you know, we, the jury did find the defendant guilty on all yeah. four counts. So, so I can talk about, you know, the case like this in terms of, I'm not showing bias by saying that the defense did a bad job. Yeah. Well that, I mean, that's basically what you, what you and all the other jurors came up with is like, all right, uh, who, I mean, you're basically saying who won, right. Who, right. who, who did the best, uh, this is who won. And this is, this is what's going to happen. Um, yeah. And it, Go ahead. And it wasn't, and it wasn't just personal judgments. Correct. That Correct. that did this. It was we actually were presented with all of the evidence, and we would not check the guilty box on the uh, the paperwork the until charges, yeah. until it was until it was time to 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 judge yeah. <laughs> to judge her guilt. Um, now we're yeah. all a matter matter of public record, and I'm like, I filled that out. <laughs> <laughs> um, when well, we, you talk about plea deals, and and I've seen enough where they're 
the lawyers can strongly suggest like that you should take this plea deal yeah. and all of it it's up to their client to be like yes or no and if they say no like all right well i guess i guess this is what we're doing um mm-hmm. and and sometimes those people just think that they're gonna they're gonna win and not be found guilty and that's just what happens so not for not for everyone yeah it <laughs> i feel like it would have better for the defendant had she taken a plea deal i mean and i don't know what they were i just know yeah. that any any chance to you know resolve this case short of trial was rejected yeah and plea deals are always better than the the potential outcome of going to trial whatever that outcome yes. may be yeah yes it's always just a little better. So it's instead of pleading, you know, instead of pleading guilty to murder one, you know, you get manslaughter. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's still, you know, it means sort of the same thing, but it comes with a lesser sentence. Yeah. You're there five days. How long are your days? Are they, are they like eight hour days or 10 hour days? Um, our, it was really weird. Um, the first day was, was an all day thing. I think we were dismissed around four o'clock and we were there at nine mm-hmm. um the second third and fourth days we were not there past four o'clock there was something and i still don't know what it is but it's driving me crazy like when you know your honor may we approach so after after the prosecution's fourth or fifth witness was called uh-huh. you know they did the your honor may we approach and like they looked a little like frantic and I was like, ooh, what's going on? <laughs> and so, <laughs> you know, it's like it's like you wonder what that drama is across the restaurant. Yeah, yeah. You wonder what's going on across the street at your neighbor's. <laughs> and and unfortunately, they're all very good at, at whispering in hushed tones, like all up by the judge. But I think that something was going on with one of the witnesses for the prosecution. I'm not mm. sure who it was because we weren't provided... A visual list we were only told who the potential witnesses would be in case we had any conflicts with those people got it um but they were looking like something was going on and we were dismissed really early one day mm. like probably by one o'clock and that's very early because we were told to prepare for some later for some later days yeah um and of course that was on a day that I already had dinner plans in Bowling Green. So I was like, well, I'm not going <laughs> to. So you just had to sit. For... I was like, I was like, perfect. So I, so I went home and chilled on the couch for a bit and then, you know, drove back down to BG later that night. But I've been in BG quite a bit this last week, more than I have been cumulatively in 10 years. Do they, do they feed you while you're there? No. With with one exception, um, we have like a fridge. They have snacks. Yeah. So like, there's always something available for us there. But when we are dismissed for lunch, you know, we're issued the same. You know, don't talk about the case. Don't research anything independently. Don't do any of this. And people could leave to go grab lunch. We usually had about an hour. Never less than an hour. Sometimes it would be more. Like they'd be like, "Yeah, we're gonna meet back here promptly at one o'clock," and it's you know twenty after one and. Mm still nothing because there's a lot that goes on either in chambers or just in open court that the jury doesn't need to be there for because it's not evidence it's not testimony it's 
you know, it's a different motion. It's something procedural. And so we'd just be sitting there like twiddling our thumbs and taking an extra bathroom break because you don't know then how long it is until your next break. Yeah, what do you have to go? Judge- yeah, what do you have to go to the bathroom? Like <laughs> so the judge did say at the beginning that he was gonna try to make it to where if you need a bathroom break, he was gonna break us for at least 15 minutes every two hours. Okay. He was he was very good about doing that, even if he had to cut off. A, a portion of a question if there was an objection and then they would like bicker back and forth about it yeah so it, so that worked so that worked out really well but if at any point you needed anything you were just to like raise your hand and one of the court workers i would assume would come in <clears throat> and sort of interrupt and, and see what it was that you needed but nobody nobody had to do that like, like, if you're... like raise your hand like yeah uh i got a poop Really bad. <laughs> Excuse uh, me, sir. I, I couldn't imagine. But like, but as, <laughs> as but as time went on with it, and you're getting closer and closer to the end, you know, your nerves like it's yeah for people to be nervous <laughs> and have anxiety about it. And I didn't, I didn't see this. I heard it from one of the other jurors because I was trying, I was trying only to look at whoever was talking. Mm-hmm. I was trying not to, you know gawk around the courtroom i was trying not to stare down the defendant to see if i could elicit something from her i wasn't trying to like bore holes yeah. into any one person so whoever was you know speaking is who i was looking at but i guess that at one point during closing arguments one the defendant wanted to get up to go to the bathroom and her attorney was like sit down oh really yeah, because like that's it's very disrespectful. Yeah, you just got she just got up. I guess she I guess she stood up and wanted to go to the bathroom and he's like, You have to wait. Like, whoa. <laughs> like, what are you doing? And you know, we you'd see you'd see the attorneys because there was there was two attorneys on each side um that were trying the case. And you'd see them get up every now and then and leave. And then come back and everybody's taking notes and passing notes. But yeah, like if, if you needed a break, you, you could get one because there was, they provided you with notebooks to take notes. They provided you with pens. And you're like, first of all, this notebook, garbage, this pen, it's not, it's like the worst pen you've ever seen. Like, (laughs) because you write and you use like all these certain things. (laughs) I did end up bringing my own pen. Um, but I bought a notebook specifically for notes <laughs> and I couldn't use it. And then this is the most horrible thing. Oh, yeah. You couldn't take your notes with you. Wait, what do you mean? Oh, like, like after everything's over, after everything was over, like you had to leave your notebook oh, on, in the court. You had to leave it in the courtroom whenever you left. Yeah. And then after deliberations, you had to leave it there for the bailiff to destroy. Dang. I was like, and for me, like, I, I can't get rid of things that I've written. Like, that's like, what if I needed this for my memoir? <laughs> now there's now there's no record of it. Well, it's now you have, now, now you have this podcast. <laughs> I had this podcast and some of my, some of my own personal. Oh, okay. My own personal notes. Like this was my, this was my first day fit. Oh, 
<laughs> you have a picture of yourself in your notebook? Yes. Oh my gosh. <laughs> because I wore my I wore my my good luck that's hearsay shirt. Oh. From the Johnny Depp trial underneath <laughs> my button down for jury selection. Yeah, yeah. Um, and oh I know even I even noted in my notebook the first hearsay objection that I heard. Yeah. It was so good. Like on the inside, I was like, <laughs> and you just go like this and you show your t-shirt. Oh. Like, wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> it was so it was so oh. good. But yeah, also now all my notes are destroyed. That's and right. only the and only the verdict forms <laughs> remain. But that's okay. Uh, I've been writing down and recapping, you know, just for myself. Yeah. So uh, so you get to you get to the end. Uh, they and we already talked about those two people leaving, saying, "All right, you guys are no longer needed. You're alternates." Yeah. And then um, we uh, we're kind of burying the lead, but where? So then you, um, how do you decide who the foreman's going to be? If someone just be like, so, "I'll do it." So you're supposed to you're supposed to vote on a foreman. Mm-hmm. And so once, like, we weren't allowed to talk about the case until the bailiff shut the jury room door. Because after the trial, we were ushered in there. They collected our phones, all of our devices that connected to the outside world. And then they're like, don't talk about the case. You cannot start deliberations until we close this door. Mm. So then they brought in all of the evidence. They brought in a computer for us to view some of the um, evidence that was on a flash drive. They brought in... Um, each of us had like a jury instruction form. One of the documents is jury instructions. And that lists through the charges and then sort of the A, B, C, D of the elements of that charge. Mm. And so we all had that. It all had definitions of some of the language that was in there. And then there were the verdict forms, which are public record. And if I knew how to share my screen, I could show you some. <laughs> That's all right. But that those are the forms where it's just like we, the jury, as to this charge, find the defendant, and then you check a box guilty, not guilty. Mm. And then it's sort of like if you selected this, move on to step two. If you selected this, turn the page. Like, so it basically <laughs> they basically made these things idiot proof. So they yeah. gave it to us, they went over it, they told us if we had any questions, we were to write the questions down, knock on the door. The bailiff would open the door and take our question. <laughs> so these were these were all just like procedural things. So that's crazy. So once once the door shut in, we're like, well, we have to elect a four person. And they're like, first off, I mean, does anybody want to do it? And I'm like, Whoop. yeah, I, I was just gonna ask that. <laughs> so my hand went up, and nobody else's did. And then they were like, okay, who votes for Amanda? And then everybody else raised their hand. <laughs> So then I was so then I was now in charge of sort of like the preservation of the evidence to make sure that nothing happened to it. Yeah. Um, and then I was responsible for filling out the verdict forms. Mm-hmm. And so then since I had like a legal background from an assistant point of view, not from an actual practicing point of view, because I, I can't give legal advice. I can only, you know, my opinion of this is yeah. I am, you know, a regular person. We went through the jury instructions which contain the charges and all the elements of that charge line by line and you know i made sure that everybody understood anything i was 
trying to look everybody in the eye to see a feel for like if somebody felt pressured into making a decision yeah and like one of because that's my biggest thing is i was like no person in here can pressure you into a response like if you don't feel comfortable with this let's talk about it let's talk about why you're confused about this or let's talk about what part of this you don't understand and then we as the jury you know we all sort of you know, I would read everything out loud. I would read the definitions out loud, give people a time to read it themselves, think about things. And then we would share in turn, if you had an opinion or had something to say about it, why we thought that this specific charge and this specific element of that charge was satisfied by the Mm -hmm. evidence that we were presented. Because you're dealing with, we were dealing with, um, a pretty big charity that helped with like disaster relief and and medical bills for children and and things like that so from a personal like on a personal level for a lot of us it was a difficult thing yeah to, to sit here and be like well it's obvious this woman has done a lot of good but that doesn't negate the fact that something that she did satisfied the elements of this charge mm-hmm. which is a crime And so we had to keep reminding all of ourselves that, you know, we're not judging her, the person and what her charitable works were. We're judging and and determining if she was guilty or not of the crimes that she was, you know, can um, accused of. Yeah. So that was hard. And so making sure that everybody felt comfortable with everything. And we ended up deliberating four hours just over four hours and we're just like is that too is that too short like yeah yeah, yeah, you don't know you (laughs) because like for me there was there was one part i'm gonna pull it up up. while you pull that up it's like when you're taking a test in school and you finish really early you're like all right am i really stupid or really smart like did is this so you wait like you you wait just to see who else turns their test in first yes but but we were the only one yeah yeah so there was, so there was nothing to there was nothing to to judge it yeah. by you know so we but again for for each individual element of this we went through like everyone you had to prove that it was between um the years 2011 and 2018 mm-hmm. check you had to prove that it happened in wood county ohio like check or we wouldn't have made it this far into trial mm-hmm. um the next one was who the defendant was and it's like well yes they've got that but then it got into more of the elements of the actual offense yeah and that's where you know we really had to talk about it and and i wasn't going to be satisfied checking a box to move on to the next one until with my own eyes I saw proof of that Yeah, because that was a real sticking point for me. And that's what I was telling, you know, everybody else. I was like, I need to see it with my own eyes. I can't, I can't just take someone's word for it until I've seen it in their report. Like they can tell me all day that they wrote this specific thing in their report and they were entered as an expert witness because there were like certified forensic um, examiners or investigators and that's what they that's what they did they did a line by line like a line by line audit Mm -hmm. of 13 bank accounts 
and a bunch of credit cards and they you know spent a lot of time doing that and i'm like we can't feasibly do that none of us are certified at this yeah but i was like but i need to find in that expert's report where he says this specific number was suspicious and why it was suspicious before i could you know agree to it because there was some of these where for like the charge of theft you know since we did find her guilty we also had to check a box where if the amount we thought was less than a thousand dollars more than a thousand but less than 7500 7500 to 150,000 or 150,000 dollars or more but less than 750,000 <laughs> and <clears throat> and you know the first the first fraud examiner you know said 660,000 dollars and we saw her numbers and then we saw the second one who was 440,000 dollars because he gave her the benefit of the doubt for some of the personal charges and personal monies that she used of the charity yeah, or that she allegedly had used now did use. Um, and there were just some things on there that I'm like, no, like we don't think that, you know, the landscaping to keep up this house that she lived in and hosted, you know, foreign children that were coming from other countries, like the landscaping, that's fine. That's that's something that should be the charity should pay for because the charity owns the home. And yeah. if she wasn't living there, people would still be using that home for charitable purposes. And we did the same thing with like the pool and a few other charges. Like she had some animals and we're like, mm, that could be a tricky thing. But we gave her credit for a lot more. I think our number, like our fraud number or theft number was like $175,000. Okay. But I was like, but we, I need to do that math based on this expert witness's testimony before I feel comfortable, you know, with this number. Cause there was one number that dealt with like reimbursements from the charity. Like she was writing checks from the charity to her, but she was the only signer on the account. Oh. Which is, and there was a lot of commingling of funds and just not good business practices. And in this situation, you know, against the law for some of the things that she did there, there was no proof of why she had those reimbursements. And I was like, you guys, like, I am not comfortable with this $75,000 or 76,000 and change because I need to see it with my own eyes. And I was like, I know it's not feasible for me to look at all these bank records because there's yeah. thousands of pages. But I like looked through that expert's report and I found what I needed. You know, he said that he, in his doing this, like he found reimbursements in that $76,000 amount that had no corresponding expenses from her personal account. Mm. So they So it were, looks like, it looks like she just took that money and not, yeah. they weren't reimbursement. Right. And there were things on there, you know, for Talbots and Chico's and Brighton yeah. collections and, and clearly women's stores mm -hmm. this these weren't you weren't doing that for the children like you were doing that for you yeah and it's unfortunate that nobody none of the like experts in her life like her accountant or any of her board members you know held her to a higher standard for record keeping yeah but that doesn't change mm -hmm. the fact that you know what she did wasn't lawful was there any was there ever any pushback from other the other jurors 
not necessarily like they're mean about it, but like, like you, you want to like see all these things and read these things. And, and I would imagine there might be some other jurors like, all right. Yeah. It, did you hear? This is clearly what happened. Let's move on. There was one and he, he was getting snippy and <laughs> I'm just like, and I was finally like, listen, I was like, would you be upset if you were on trial and someone was saying the things that you're saying to me in the jury room? Yeah. Like, oh, just skip it and move on. It's obvious. He's like, well, no. <laughs> He's like, I, I would be upset. I wouldn't want that. And I'm like, okay. Yeah. So then, so then just stop. Like, we're yeah. going to go over this. Like, you don't get to, you don't get to decide. It's like, and so he was, he was a little annoying in that aspect in terms of, in terms of like, it's not that obvious. Like, I just need to see the proof for myself. Like, before I can, you know, judge another person, I have to see it. I have to see that proof to satisfy, you know, my own soul so I can yeah. sleep. Yeah. You know, I can't, you know, this woman, and again, we didn't know how many years she was facing. We didn't know anything about like her prior like arrest record. Um, we knew none of that going into this. Mm -hmm. And I was like, and I don't know what the penalties are for these things. I was like, so before, you know, we check that guilty box and we check that dollar value, I'm gonna damn well make sure that I have given this woman the benefit of the doubt and some time to actually, you know, see these things for myself. If you don't need that, that's fine. But I need that. Yeah. Yeah. And, and there were some other people around the table that also needed that. There were a couple women that you could tell were more church going and more like volunteer friendly. Mm-hmm than others which and that's not a bad thing but they were just they were con not confused but they were held back by some of the language like some of it was like that she recklessly did these things and it's like well what does recklessly mean it doesn't necessarily yeah. mean what you think it means and so you know we'd read the definition and then i would you know in my own in my own words would be like well here's what it means to me when i read this as an ordinary reasonable person this is what i think and here's how I would apply it to a situation in my life. Mm -hmm. And I was like, if you have any more questions about it, we can write down our question and ask for some further clarification. And most of the time, you know, between me and a couple other more outspoken people on the, on the jury panel, we were able to make, we were able to make it make sense. And it's like, oh, okay, I understand that. So you'd have to do any uh, secret knocks for the bailiff to... <laughs> come do questions or we did one okay um we we were given a, a flash drive with all of the like bank account information on it mm -hmm. and i was like okay so for one of the things like the total needed to be greater than thirty seven thousand five hundred dollars and i was like okay i've gotta i've gotta see with my own eyes that something in this in this spreadsheet adds up to that so we were trying to make it make a total at the bottom of the column of like 1500 line items of like $10, $20. So not something that you could just yeah. easily, you know, math. And we couldn't get the spreadsheet to do this math for us. Mm. And so we knocked and the bailiff came in 
And he was like, wait, what are you trying to do? I was like, we just need to do the math for this. <laughs> and he's like, and he was just looking to see if it was like a quick button that yeah. we weren't seeing. And he's like, yeah, like you can phrase, you can write your question down and give it to me. I'll, or you can just, you know, figure something else out. I was like, that's fine. So I ended up like, I'll open a different account and see if I can do it with that. And I was able to do it in like 30 seconds. And yeah. I was like, okay. I was like, I now see that this total is like over $50,000 here. So definitely satisfied. Yeah. And so everybody, it was nice. Everybody was on the same page. Everybody felt comfortable because between each charge with the whole guilty thing, you know, I made everybody, I didn't make them. I asked everybody to go around the table and just be like, you know, guilty. Yeah. Yeah. To cast, to sort of cast your vote that way. Cause I was like, you have to be comfortable saying it out loud. You can't just raise your hand or nod your head or if you don't agree with this, no, you have like you have to say it. This is how we're all going to be able to get past this and sleep at night. So, so when, yeah, when you were doing all that, was everyone basically like, yep, guilty? Or was there any like not guilty? And then you had to go through it and figure it out. We did not have one not guilty on any on any part of this. Mm. And we were we were hoping that there was a place like fill out a value or a dollar amount we just so a couple of us like had, had scribbled it in our jury instructions or on a couple of the other verdict forms in the event that somebody saw them and would say hey i saw this form or i saw in their notes that they weren't you know they didn't think as a jury that you were responsible for nearly half a million dollars mm-hmm they were they got their number down to like 175,000. So it wasn't as bad as as it everybody said, but there wasn't a place for that. Oh, so maybe okay. she'll maybe she'll listen to your podcast and <laughs> be like, "Oh, they were, you know, they did put bond in and Yeah, yeah. The judge gave, you know, came to talk to us and was like, "Oh, yeah, the, you know, counsel for the state and the and the defendant will be around, you know, when I'm done with them in the courtroom if you wanted to talk to anybody." I'm just like, and say what? Mm-hmm. Good job. What if the judge walked in and be like, "All right, good job, everyone. Um, you're done here." And uh, as uh, as accordance with the law, here are your lollipops. <laughs> just hand you all <laughs> lollipops for for working the case. <laughs> well, we did get so every morning when we got there, we had to sign a sheet. And as we signed in, they gave us $40. So we got paid $40 a day to be there. And on the last day, the, the accountants, the court accountants, they weren't up there at the time. And the bailiff came in and he was like getting ready to like lead us in. And someone came and was like, they can't, we can't go in yet. They haven't been paid. Oh, so we couldn't go in because again, procedure. Yeah. Yeah. All the T's needed to be crossed and the I's dotted. (laughs) So we all had to be paid for it before we went in. And wow. And on the last day they they bought us lunch. Nice. They asked us if we had any like dietary restrictions or allergies. And and a couple of people were like, Where are we getting food from? And she's like, I don't know. We don't know where we're ordering from yet. Uh, and as she's walking out, a couple of people were like, Palia. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you so end we up had being? a Oh, did you? Oh, nice. Yeah. So we had a bunch of stuffed breadsticks and that was Oh, perfect. I haven't I haven't had that for years. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah. yeah and so good. that was very exciting. <laughs> so uh 
four person before we go is there anything else you wanted to to mention before we're we're done here um don't commit crime <laughs> if you have a charity uh keep expense reports run it correctly and, and <laughs> run it run it correctly um and there's there's ways for people who donate money because this is one of the problems like charities that are nonprofits so if they're a 503 C corporation, mm -hmm. they're not required to pay taxes. Yes. Okay. Any taxes. So like there's, um, they have a big property on river road, no property taxes. They mm -hmm. have property in Levis commons, no property taxes. Um, so they're required to fill out these forms that say, you know, where, how much money was coming in and then how much money was going out and what those expenses were. Mm -hmm. And you can see these these forms, I think they're 990s. And then there's charity should also provide additional forms. So you can see where the money's going. Mm -hmm. Like you can see how much the salary of the CEO is, how much the board members are getting. So you know that even though this is a nonprofit, that people that are involved in a charity can still take money. Yeah. And Linda Green did not take money, but she was still compensated and she didn't. Uh oh, wait, we froze. <laughs> We're wrapping up, Amanda. Well, uh, maybe she'll come back on. Maybe she won't. I don't know what's happening. Let's pause. Hi. <laughs> I don't know what happened. I don't know either. <laughs> you like froze on my screen and then my computer stopped working. <laughs> oh, wait. What? The cats disconnected our internet. Oh, nice. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, we'll wrap this up real quick. You you were mentioning uh, about Linda Green not like keeping finances and, and her getting compensated, but uh, yes. she's not doing it properly. Yeah, she didn't do it properly. And so it made it look like if her charity was earning $5 million every year, mm -hmm. they were using that $5 million for the purpose of the charity. Got it. So when in fact, like she wasn't taking any compensation and she didn't list that, but her compensation was she was living in the house that the Got charity okay. owned. Okay. She wasn't paying rent. She wasn't, she didn't have to pay to drive a car. She had no expenses mm. and then that's okay but you have to you have to claim that in some way mm -hmm. she kept information from her accountant like her accountant knew of three or four bank accounts mm -hmm. and there were 13 oh my there were i i lost count of how many credit cards there were <laughs> but i know there were six different american express accounts i believe there were six different american express accounts in the charity's name and there were a lot of personal purchases either on those or she would use charity money from those accounts to pay her personal credit cards. Mm. And so as a consumer or, or as somebody that wants to donate, you can check the status of a 503C corporation, which is the nonprofit online. If there's not a link directly on their website, mm -hmm. you can look um, at the IRS. I think you can look at the Ohio Attorney General Charitable Division but there's there's ways so you can see that. That's why mm -hmm. you can see like that some CEOs from big charities are pulling in 
millions of dollars in salary. Yeah. Which is okay because at least they account for that. <clears throat> but if you want, you know, 90% of your dollar to go towards actually helping people, then you need to make sure you're finding charities where the CEO or the president and the board isn't making a ton of money. Cause then you yeah. see where that money is going. Yeah. So that would be, that'd be my take, my takeaway from that. If you can't donate directly to somewhere, mm-hmm. do the research. Like I donate. And that, that was my plan with my jury fees. Cause I had so much fun is I'm donating <laughs> it to a couple different animal rescues. Oh, nice. Okay. So well, good. And I know that, you know, when I click that link on their Facebook, it's going right to their PayPal account and then they can use that for whatever they want. Cause mm-hmm. that's my intention. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's not my intention for the money that I'm using, you know, to go towards somebody's rent of their personal apartment mm-hmm. or, you know, something like that. So, so check on your, research. on your, check on your, uh, charities. Check on your charities because yeah. some of them are not as charitable <laughs> charitable as you would think. Yeah. Well, Amanda, thanks for for coming on. That was a that was a cool story. I'm glad you had fun. I'm glad I'm glad yeah. you liked it. There's gonna be some people yeah, that are like like wait what? I don't. <laughs> thanks for having me. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I'm so excited that I can finally talk about it and research it because I was prohibited from doing so. And if you know me at all, you know that I research everyone and everything. So. <laughs> well, good. Well, I'm I'm glad you can uh, you can do all that. Absolutely. All right. Well, uh, thanks again for coming on. Yeah. Thank you for having me. All right. Thanks to Amanda Paluski for joining me on the podcast today and talking all about the Linda Green case and her being on the jury, her being four person for the jury. Uh, I thought it was funny that I knew she was going to be excited to do it. And her, when people, someone asked who wants to be the four person, their hand shot up to say, yep, I'll do it. Uh, but it was, it was cool to listen to all that. Cool to listen to. <clears throat> excuse me, cool to listen to um, just all the procedural stuff, what goes into it, um, how deliberations went. Uh, it was just, it was for some, for someone on the inside, as opposed to just us watching something or, you know, reading an article, it was cool to hear the firsthand experience from somebody actually going through it. So thanks again to Amanda for, for coming on. Uh, please rate, review, subscribe. That sounds right. Rate, review, subscribe. I think I nailed it. I think that's all right. Uh, to this podcast, wherever you're listening to it, uh, check out YouTube. Uh, we're getting more views on our videos now. It's not like they're in the hundreds, but you know, we're it's usually only a couple now. We're we're getting we're getting you know sometimes 15, 20 views. So that's pretty cool. So check out the YouTube page. Just search the Nerdball Podcast. Um, all over, uh, all kinds of different players. Just search the Nerdball Podcast. If it's not on something that you listen to and you you know you're watching this on youtube and you're like hey i'd rather listen to this uh, let me know and i can you know make sure that the the nerdball podcast is getting out to everyone um thanks for always listening thanks for being a part of it uh, like like wait what? now i don't remember like review subscribe like oh man i think <laughs> i had to re-listen to this uh anyway do all that um make help this podcast grow i'm getting up to 200 episodes now so i gotta think of something cool to do for 200 anyway um thanks to real jp multimedia cuttlefish graphics big daddy graphics and parisburg junior high stem lab for always helping out the podcast thanks for listening we'll see you next time <laughs>